In several worlds, throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who've embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors, armed only with a bag of dice. An unlikely group of nerdy adventurers with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts. Listen in as they tell their tales and come together to save the day. They are the Terrible Warriors. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? Welcome back, guys, to the debrief for Mass Effect Renegade Rising. I'm your game master slash storyteller, Mike the Birdman Dodd from ThisWeekInGeek.net, but I am joined with my players, all three of them, uh, Toronto's coolest guy in a top hat. Uh, I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse. And I'm also joined by Toronto's most electable supervillain. Well, hello, my name is Connell McBeth, better known in the nerd community as Dr. Holocaust. And finally, to bring a little bit of femininity to this sausage party... <laughs> it's Tiffany from uh, thenerdhearth.com, also known as Fon Solo. Did you say electable or delectable? Let's like go with love? both. Oh, okay. Electable, electable and delectable. delectable. <laughs> the delectable, electable. Oh, Doc that Doc Holocaust. So, <laughs> I'm like, I want to I wanna have that as being like a wrestling ring style thing that they would say, announcement before, like, Justin Trudeau gets up on stage at a debate, like, and the delectable, electable Justin, Justin Trudeau! <laughs> but it has to be done by, like, Jimmy Hart. Um, <laughs> Alright there, guys. So, what did you think? I had a shit ton of fun. I, yeah. I had a lot of fun with the campaign. Let us never use the system again. <laughs> yeah, if we could find a better, like, actual system, because you created that story, did you not? Oh, yeah, that fun? was completely yeah. all me. That was awesomely fun, so... Which if I tried find to find a better system, then I would love for you to write another one. Which I tried to tie that into the events of Mass Effect 2 and 3. Mm -hmm. There are enough plot threads there where if we wanted to continue this, I probably could. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, I guess let's uh, kind of go around the table here. Let's start with Derek. What did you think from top to bottom? Let us never play this system again. <laughs> Otherwise, okay. I had a good time. What, uh, did, what did you find were some of the flaws with it? Uh, just the book is so badly written. It's everything is all over the fucking place. Okay, here's an example. If you go to the powers section of the book, where you can list all the different powers you can take on your character, none of them are listed in alphabetical order. I want to repeat, none of the powers are listed in alphabetical order. Meaning, I'm flipping between pages, trying to fucking figure out... I mean, why, it is why in God a either, so you can, like, search it. But yeah, it is annoying. I, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it, it's like, um... Why the fuck does warp come before biotic charge? And you're like, okay, we're in a B-roll... Barrier? Why does Barrier come after Biotic Charge? Then Dominate! You're like, wait a minute, what? Then Biotic Grenade! It's like the writer... It's just... It's so badly written and laid out. And the system is so kludgy. It's... Ugh. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. I'm gonna say, however, I had a lot of fun with the game. I had a lot of fun playing a, a Runagate-style sociopath character who's just like, yeah, I, I am a weird motherfucker. I don't really care about other people. 
but I'm on a mission to save the day, and by God, I will save the day somehow and get paid doing it. And I didn't get a raise or a promotion or accommodation for the freaking Citadel Council. Instead, you had to watch your uh, comrades get shot and almost die. I had to watch two people I happen to kind of know get shot and almost die, yeah. Happen yeah, to kind of know. Isn't that just the worst? Well, no, no, I... I, I I like both of them to a certain degree of like. <laughs> as I much mean, as a sociopath can like. Ten them. out of ten would use these guys on another mission. There you go. I mean, that's, the, that's all Corvel ripped apart a Krogan with his bare hands, and he punched and, a spaceship and cracked the windshield. Like, yeah, that's, that's and, that, and a sorry cop <laughs> knows what she's doing around bitch. tech, and that's good because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. No, no, I, I had a really good time playing with you guys in this, and yeah, I thought it was really fun with a, just a small group. Um, how whenever we got fucked over by a roll, we just rolled with it. Yeah, <laughs> I made a pun, um, but we we just went along with it. We we're like, okay, we fucked up. How can we play this failure to our advantage? Exactly. <laughs> and how can we just accept that we're going down a dark path? I mean, I think that was kind of it, though. From the moment we walked into that bar. And Tiffany had to basically decide whether to become a dirty cop or not. Yeah, a dirty, dirty cop or just a regular dirty cop. Because there was options. But oh, that, that, that is sorry that was not having it. So it didn't yeah. work that way, but that's okay. I'll pass the mic to the next person in line. Hood. All right, Connell, what did you like from top to bottom? Um, like, I really enjoyed the story. I thought that, like, again, it's a really thin system. Like, it's a rule book that was maybe 50-some-odd pages long. Um, it's kind of patched together with some stuff. A lot of the things are pretty loose, but that's cool. Uh, and, yeah, like, mechanically, it was kind of meh. But story-wise, I had a huge amount of fun. I mean, I got to play a character that just ran around and hammered the shit out of things with his biotic fists, and it was just like, oh man, there's another problem. Cool, I'm gonna punch it. Punch the spaceship. And a giant robot. No, I'm gonna punch it. No, you can't punch the spaceship. I'm gonna punch it now. And it's like, no, I'm gonna do it now. There's nothing you can do to stop me. And it's just, yes, it's like, you're not gonna sit. Nobody can stop me from trying to solve every problem with the punching of things. Well, no. <laughs> it generally works for you. The fact that I continued to roll under all of that shit was just a huge amount of fun. Um, fuck, what was I going to say about... Oh, yeah, Mechanics-wise, though, like between my highest-ranked uh, skill or not skill, but, like, ability score, and my lowest rank ability score is maybe, like, 11 points. And when it's, like, you have to add 40 and then roll a D100, like, you're looking at a difference of 11 points on a D100 scale, so, like, the difference between my worst skills and my best skills is almost negligible by this point. Yeah. Whereas systems like D&D, it's like, yeah, if you've got, like... Uh, plus four on a d20 that's almost a quarter like that's almost a 25 percent chance increase on getting a success whereas this it's 11 percent difference between my worst and best score again like it's it's awful in my opinion that was just like mm-hmm. it's just like it's an interesting concept the whole like add 40 roll a d100 but like I was rolling on shit I was awful at like knowledge checks dexterity and stuff or like some of my worst skills and I was passing them because yeah. I was just, I had to get under a 51, and 
Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the add 40 aspect just feels so weirdly tacked on. It's like, I want to make a percentile system, but I don't know how to fix a percentile system, so let's do this. When you really could have just fucking done, roll a d10 or a d20 and add these mods. That was the thing. It's like, okay, so I've come up with a DC in my head. Cool. All right, well, I'm going to roll this and add some mods. Now, what this did, though, was the only DCs that you needed to set were occasionally putting negative modifiers on our own rolls. Because really it was like, okay, well, do me like a knowledge check. Or I'm going to try to do this thing. Okay, we'll do a dexterity. And it's just, you have your own DC built in based on your abilities. That's cool. Like, I thought that was neat. But it's still, like, it's, like there wasn't a large enough difference between your lowest and highest abilities. Yeah. So some things didn't really work out. Yeah, and the the way that you rolled for stats is that you rolled 2d10 and added 4. But if you rolled a 10, you kept on going. That was, like, I don't even know. Uh, well, it, it happened to me. My, my 10s, I rolled multiple 10s in a row. And so wound up with all these really normal attributes. And then just a willpower of 60 for some reason. Yep. Mm. No one's going to fuck with you. Hey, man, that's why I was able to do things like, yeah, I'm not negotiating with the terrorist anymore. I'm bored. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to try and talk down the Krogan. Yeah. Oh, jeez. All right, so, Tiffany, let's, uh, let's go to you. What did you like from top to bottom? All right, well, I'll start off by saying that I've only ever done one uh, RPG, like, tabletop RPG campaign ever before this. And it was D&D uh, 4E. And I didn't like it because there was so, like, the battle system in 4E is just so complex. And it was way above what I should have started with because I was so overwhelmed. 4th Ed so, is a much better tabletop war minis game than it is a role-playing game. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's much better because it's more focused when it comes to battles and stuff like that. And it's fair and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't give a shit about that. I wanted to get, like, a story going. That's why I loved, um, I loved this. Because, like, you, you wrote, like, an exceptional story. And I actually got, like, involved with the characters and stuff. And it was easy for me to kind of act out um, Halesi's role. And it was cool because that's what I wanted to do. Like the pseudo-begrudging romance between her and her. I know, right? Like, okay, we might as well have sex. <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, we're probably going to die anyway, so we might as well. We'll bang, okay? We'll bang, okay? We'll bang, okay? I honestly, you... I, I, I would love to do another, um, another one with you guys, like you guys specifically, because I fucking had so much fun with you three. You, you, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good game. Thanks. Yeah, you were a really awesome addition to this team. Yeah. Thanks, had man. an awesome time having you on here. Like, uh, out totally of ten, likewise. Yeah. Yay! Definitely. Awesome. You, you were That's also awesome. a good uh, sort of voice of reason. <laughs> um, Even though no, it was slightly, uh, you, slightly you, terrible. I, I don't know how many games you've listened to that Connell and I have been in. But there really needs to be a voice of reason between us, because neither of us understand such concepts. <laughs> I think that's why we make such a good team. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I mean, summing up, I, uh, I started to get more interested, or 
I guess, more um, familiar with the rules as I went on. Because reading it, I'm kind of, you know, eh. But when I actually get to do it, um, I start to understand more. And it's it's super complex, but it's really graspable, which is good for me because I'm a newbie when it comes to this kind of stuff. So, yeah. Okay, so I guess with me, uh, let's talk about what I liked. Putting the story together for this game was really fun because... Um, I played through the entire Mass Effect trilogy again before I played this game, and I've Man. never done a pure asshole run. Every oh. renegade decision ever. I can't well, do it. It's the it's the most glorious playthrough you could ever do. It's hilarious. I I, uh, I, I I've been doing that purposely with uh, the run that I've been doing uh, with the latest run that I played, and. The, the level of exasperation in Shepard's voice every time Hackett asks them to go save the galaxy from some random fucking problem. It, it's like, Shepard starts out with, yeah, okay, I'll go do it. I mean, I guess it's my job, too. Oh, my fucking God. Is there Can nobody else? Can you not solve any of your own problems, Lance Henriksen? <laughs> Can you not? Can you not? My Dude, do you know how busy I am out here? <laughs> Literally. And you want me to what? Oh, I need you. I need What's you to go name? pick up some of those milk and eggs there, Shepard. <laughs> exactly. I, I we need them for brunch. We need Shepherd, them for brunch. They're biotic plate. extremists. They're not they really doing anything, <laughs> but they're just in a compound on this planet, and we'd really, really like you to go dig them out for us. Do they have any ships? Guess. No, they can't leave the planet. Well, then why the fuck well, do you care? Yeah, that's true. It's kind a of a nuisance. You got any oh, ships? Man. Well, no. Well, then just don't go there. I think <laughs> the problem just solved. Just tell people not to go to that place. <laughs> there, one of my favorite lines is, it's a line in the first game. It's Renegade Ship, and it's the way Mark Muir delivers it. And you're talking to the council. They're like, Commander Shepard, did you call us just to hang up on us? Yep. Hang up again. <laughs> Like, yes. <laughs> or you bet. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't. Uh, I don't play ever as male Shep. I always play as female Shep, and, and I always find that Jennifer Hale's voice conveys that. Oh my god, I'm so exasperated. Yes. Don't, you know what I mean? It's so true because I, mean, I hear Mark Mears' lines, and I mean, he's don't get me wrong, he's a great voice actor, but he doesn't pull off that bitch Shep that I oh. love. You know what I mean? And Bishop has some beautiful bitch lines. It's oh, the, hell yeah. In the second game, when you meet Miranda, one of your first Runnicade options when you're talking to her is to say something to the effect of, are you always this much of a bitch with people, yes. or is it just with me? <laughs> and I'm just staring at the tree. I'm like, oh, my God. The delivery on that was incredible. Yeah, she's, oh, God. If I could meet one voice actor in the world, it would be Jennifer Hale. Just she's, so done, could... she's done so much good stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, just so I could pull a... Um, a Wayne's World. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> um, years back, when I interviewed Hale, I actually had to call a friend of mine and leave her a, or leave him a voicemail as Shep, mm-hmm. which is he was black. like, "Oh my god!" And that that was fun. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to go back to the game, um, I really wanted this to feel like it could be official Mass Effect DLC. The goal I wanted to with this story was to show why the Salarian Union was so against curing the Genophage in Mass Effect 3. Because they were like, no, fuck that noise. So my idea was to have an ex-Salarian who basically grew a conscience mm-hmm. and was captured on Tachunka and more or less brainwashed by the Krogan until he's like, you know what? You're right. And sort of like when uh, Clan Warlock had 
Malin, who was uh, Dr. Solis's uh, kind of protege, that's where I kind of got the idea from, was like kind of grow it from there. The idea was to have you guys go on the trail of Cerberus, to have them being like, oh yeah, they're terrorists, they're blame, and that was STG's plan to throw you off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted well, to ha- So I really wanted to have a lot of the lore feel right. In mm-hmm. this game, I really, like I said, I wanted it to feel as official Mass effect as it could possibly feel. You with, did your homework, and, and yeah, that sh- it shows. Like, yeah. I was so worried about this not working. In fact, it pretty much, the pacing was a little different. In fact, Omega didn't last as long as I thought it was going to, and we spent a lot of time on the Citadel, but I think it worked out well. Yeah, yeah it too. Yeah. Now, the talk about the system. I liked the idea of the base 40 system, but I don't like how the system's laid out in this game. It just seems like there's too many things to exploit, such as the chain attack. Oh, dear God, the chain attack. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Although, that being said, though, it's not hard to drop someone's shields, but if they regenerate at the beginning of each combat round, how the fuck do you kill someone? So that's a flaw in the system in and of itself. I don't mind how you have to roll under your attribute... I think that's a good idea. It reminds me a lot of Call of Cthulhu and percentile-based systems. Well, because here's the thing. If you want to absolutely fuck somebody over with guns, you just give yourself the highest you can possibly manage in the aim skill, and then just chain attack with something like a sniper rifle or, oh. or, or something else, because you will fire you until you chain attack with a, uh, with a sniper rifle. Oh, okay. Really? Well, oh, like, like, with yeah. an assault rifle, then it's still like 75 yeah. damage. And you take the marksman ability. Yeah. Oh yeah, geez, and you take marksman. Um, I, that's the one power I never used this game. I, I and, and you just up. you literally just keep rolling, and every time you get a success, it's like cool, roll again, and you just keep going until you miss, which is going to be really hard if you push that up to like the top twenty percent or something like that. So you have to get like below an eighty in order to in order to you know hit, and you could just focus fire the shit out of one target every round. Or multiple targets if you can just keep going. Yeah. Um, can I just add something real quick before of you course. continue? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, the one thing that I was just uh, thinking about when we were talking about abilities is the fact that, like, it's so graspable for me because I've played Mass, like, all the Mass Effect games. So all the powers, I was like, oh, I know what that is. I was really, I was so scared they were going to have, like, new ones that I didn't know how they worked. <laughs> and so the fact that they had, like, all the powers in the games, I was like, oh, thank fuck. I can actually understand what's going on. So, yeah, yeah that was one thing that I was, like, yeah. super stoked about. Now, I did mention earlier in this podcast that I know why there isn't an official Mass Effect RPG. Oh, that's right. Um, I did an interview a while back, and I was speaking with some... I I don't want to say names. But it basically boils down to Bioware doesn't want to hand their IP off to anybody. And I can see that. I really can. Because if it's your baby, you you want to protect it. But at the same time, if you're allowing one of your IPs, like, say... Dragon Age to be made into a fantastic RPG using using the fantasy AGE system by Green Ronin. I don't see why you couldn't make Mass Effect. Now there was someone made a homemade conversion kit for AGE and Mass Effect, but I chose this system because I thought it would be easier. It and was easier. It was it easier, was. but it wasn't complex enough for what you needed to have done. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. there were a lot of flaws with this system. I like how it's set out, though, 
but there's a lot of little minor issues. You can tell this wasn't done by someone with a professional game background. And if well, yeah, there were definitely fans. it was it was a clean and efficient and tight system. It just was poorly explained and it wasn't laid out very well. So yeah. like it it complicated it needlessly. Like if it was laid out and explained, this properly, entire system could then be written been out left. in two pages. Yeah, like th- there's this, there there's a th- there's good fluff, but the crunch is kind of not there. Yeah, uh, would be a good way to describe it. Um, although, like I said, you guys, all things considered, went through every beat that I wanted you to go through. Um, I'm actually going to look at my notes right now. There was going to be an option where you could have saved the Solarian Dalgers. In fact, that was the planned ending. Yeah, what I was figured. gonna what was gonna happen is you guys are going to take over the ship. You were gonna land in Agor, and the STG crew were gonna were gonna capture you and bring you to this like opera house. You guys figured that out very quickly that it was STG behind this, yeah. mm. which I thought was actually really really clever. Wait, so did you, you make up that whole um, getting almost assassinated thing uh, off that, of your head? That was actually planned. Actually, one of you was supposed to die. Oh shit! If the mission had failed. Oh, okay. Which it did, obviously. Te- um, yeah, it did, technically. Oh, um, no, no, we succeeded, mostly. <laughs> in well, a I sense, mean, kind a of. failure in that um, someone died that wasn't supposed now, to die. Yeah, f- that wasn't part of our job description, though. They just started, like, true. shit just started happening as we were doing our job. And, like, the, the only thing I would have taken away from that was that when we got there to the end, he was like, kill that guy and then uh, drive the ship over to his detonation point uh, where it will explode with you in it. And then I will kill this woman on TV. And I'm like, that's not how a negotiation works. You don't just <laughs> tell people to do all the things you want them to do and then to die. And I was like, all right, so we're just going to leave. Then we're, we're just gonna, gonna shut this off and go home. Like, well, just, yeah, that's why no I think was like, yeah, no. And no. if we refuse on the calm, you're just gonna kill her on the calm anyway. So it's like, I don't see what options we have other than yeah. just shut yeah. off the calm and you, turn the ship over to the authorities. You, 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 and you sir, that. are a dangerous psychopath, and you have no cake. <laughs> you have, you no, have cake. no cake. We have the cake. Somehow I have to work that into the description of the episode. You have no cake. Um, now, one of the things that was also going to happen during the last hour is you guys are going to be able to go to the opera house on Agor, rescue the Dalatras, and keep her moving. Okay. Then the Solarians are going to say, okay, for every hour you don't hand her over, we're going to detonate a place. So the Paragon See? option... Holy. We saved more people this way. So the Paragon option was going to surrender and negotiate a meeting ground at the Opera House and try and talk things out. And that was going to be pure role-playing. If you could convince Kirihi what he was doing was fucked up and wrong, he would have turned on the blood pack and turned himself in. Totally the wrong party to do that. Um, yeah. yeah. The Renegade option, which you guys more or less took, was find STG, stop them via force, refuse their demands. Which you more or less did. You're like, yep, that was that pretty noise. much exactly what yep. we did. No, no, that, that is a, a precise description of what just happened. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I did not expect you guys to go renegade. I really didn't. Um, See, most... I didn't expect it. Mike, when I, when I from the in, start of our like, conversation mm. today, everything we all three of us said was we're all playing renegade characters. 
I don't know. I, I honestly like, figured. I'm, I'm more like a, like a, oh my gosh, I, I'm going to sound like a, well, I don't even give a shit. You know how, the, how like dark Jedi are like in the middle of being Sith and, and light uh, side? Kind of like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the great I'm Jedi like are that. like middle I'm chaotic road. neutral. Chaotic neutral, yeah. yeah. He, I'm not no, evil, I, I'm I not like good. to clearly think of this character as being lawful evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that actually is an accurate description. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I am perfectly happy to maintain a nice, ordered society where I largely will still do what I want. Nice. <laughs> but it, it, I happen to be a very disciplined person, so what I want is very simple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another thing, uh, as a little bit behind the scenes... Every NPC was made up literally on the spot. I only had three names. Um, the, sp- well the speech yeah. I gave with 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 Captain Kiri once again completely made up right on the spot. Damn, dude. I, Essence of GMing, man. Well done. See, yeah. one of the things I wanted to do when I graduated PR school was write speeches for politicians, and I think I'd be really good at it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, that was good stuff. Just yeah. please, if you do. Less genocide in them. Less genocide. I, I give no promises to whoever signs my paycheck. The situation calls for it. Exactly. Of if, course. If there's a Paragon option, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, though, I had a lot of fun doing this. I don't mind doing this over Skype because I'm able to keep a lot more stuff secret. I can't read your body language, which I think in a way that gives me an advantage. The in only the, thing, the only thing that made... Yeah, and, but the only thing that um, it kind of... Uh, took away from is the fact that you guys don't get to see the amazing amount of body language that I actually do when I talk because I'm I'm literally acting like, like super animated. Yeah, yeah. like I no, I, and that's hands like, and shit. And like I that. am too. And that's what the like the thing is. Is like I it's it's nice being in the comfort of my own home and being yeah. able to do this here, and that's cool. But at the same time, there's like a loss of element in being yeah. non face to face with the other players. If there was a, a way, like a good way to. Um, even like uh, just record like video and audio over Skype. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that would well, be. We could turn on the webcams, but yeah, bandwidth. But... <laughs> now oh, yeah. the, the thing is with mine is, and I think this may be a personal turn flaw. On the webcams. This <laughs> the benefit of doing it in audio is we don't have to wear pants. Oh my god, that's so true. <laughs> now, one of the things that I think I do as GM, I'll read your body language and react to it. And I almost play against you in that regard. This, I felt it was remarkably fair. I only ever had your voices to kind of read into. Mm. But then again, I'm... I am incredibly easy to read, like, when it comes to my face. So that it would have worked, like, to your advantage. Well, I think think Derek and Connell will agree. I'm a very... uh, I'm trying to think. What's the word I'm looking for? Observant. Manipulative GM. Mm. Yeah. I will fuck you as hard as I can. But you'll feel like it's not your fault. Um, oh. But I'm reading your body language to see, okay, they're reacting to this this way. What can I do? And I always, like I said, I want to try and bring out the most emotion or play in a character. And in this, I think we didn't have a lot of moments where we really run off the rails. Everyone stayed fairly in the mindset fairly well. We did have some good laughs. And like I said, once you go, oh, hell yeah. what the hell was the line I said? Once you go blue, you never go back. Or what, what, what the fuck no, was, it was it? Um, oh shit. What was it? Oh my God. Fuck. Derek, you said it at one point. What was it? What? The blue, the, uh, the once you go blue or whatever. 
fuck was it? Oh, I can't oh, remember. Oh, no. Oh, when I was talking to Bao and pretending to, to just address him as an idiot boss, and it's like, you, you can't stop chasing the Azure or something like that. Yeah. Or something something like, that. like that. Yeah, People yeah, yeah. in the verse say that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and... Like, I don't know, like, playing a lot of the NPCs, I never do voices. Doing the Vorcha was actually kind of fun. And then yeah. talking, like, like Evolus with, like, Earth Clan. That was a lot more fun than I expected it to be. Um, you wouldn't let me play one. No. Um, uh, but, yeah, like I said, I had a lot of fun with this. I felt, like I said, it felt like Mass Effect, so I really hope I did all the creators justice with this. I am looking for a job in the game design industry, so might get this week in geek.net. Um, <laughs> just saying. Um, but yeah, so I guess the next adventure I should be running for Terrible Warriors. I am going to do Skyrim before Derek leaves. That's the plan. And Derek's doing Power Rangers at some point. Yeah. Um, I know Justin's doing something with After the Bomb called Furry Road, which sounds amazing. <laughs> Um, it's going to be like yeah, Mad Max, but with furries and it sounds so cool. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all I know right now. I know there's a couple of other things coming up for the show next year where I think we're doing more public appearances. Yeah. Um, so yeah, other than that though, so I hope you guys had a lot of fun playing tonight. It was a lot oh, of yeah. fun doing this. Yeah. So I would do this again in a heartbeat. So for terrible warriors, we have been, uh, uh, do you want to go first, Mike? Uh, yes, I've been Mike the Birdman Dodd from ThisWeekInGeek.net. I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse. I am Toronto's greatest supervillain and evil genius, Dr. Holocaust. Also, Donald McBeth. <laughs> and I'm Tiff from TheNerdHearth.com. We'll bang, okay? <laughs> I tried to keep it in and I kept it. And then they had sex. We're embracing eternity all night long! It was a relatively uneventful trip, says you! You have just listened to the Terrible Warriors. Did they succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stunned the GM into a stupefied silence? And lastly, did someone get punched square in the dice bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our Terrible Warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquests or failures? Comment on this episode podcast at TerribleWarriors.com. Message us on Twitter at DiceWarriors or email us at feedback at TerribleWarriors.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. Thanks for listening to the Terrible Warriors. Terrible Warriors.